Blog Talk Radio. Ready for 
awesome show tonight because I know we are. We got a lot planned for you tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking to Queen Leah, um, who is an up and coming artist. So we're going to get to talk to her, and we're going to get to listen to a little bit of her music. So we got that's going to be hot. Uh, and then we've also, of course, got news, and we're going to do a lot of hot topics that's going to get real hot tonight. So I hope you guys are ready for a good show. Hope you guys are ready to get into it. Y'all go ahead and let your friends and family know that it is time for the Scoop Radio Show. All right, before we get started real quick, let me say what's up to my people. Let me say what's up so we can spend our time. We spend our little quality quality time today. So let me say what's up to my people first. Uh, First, let me start out by saying what's up to my girls, my girl, Miss Kirby Kitten herself. Miss Kells Johnson, what's up, Kells? Hey. Kelly. Hey. That's that little run in. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing well. <laughs> I had to add that in there just in case. Just you know, something special yeah. for you tonight. Appreciate so, it. No problem. How was your how's the week so far? It's going okay. You know, I'm just chilling. I'm vacation from the nine to five, so I am. What have you been doing? Because I, I ain't seen no look. I ain't seen no pictures. I ain't seen you traveling across the world. What, what you doing on vacation? Uh, I did some traveling last week, and I plan to travel a little bit this week. Just depends. But you know, when I'm off of my nine to five, I'm working my other businesses, so I'm still right. grinding. Right, right. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm off too. So I said, you know, finals yeah. are done and whatnot. So you know, I I got today. I watched um, season eleven and season twelve of Criminal Minds. So I'm caught up completely. Um, <laughs> and, and I saw this movie called uh, Percentage. I think it was. So I've been Netflixing all day, pretty much. I, between you know, it was called. I've been doing work. I've been a percentage. Uh, it's some Netflix movie called Percentages. It's um, it's it's about some guys who decided they wanted to be like start robbing, um, like convenience stores, and they moved up from convenience stores to, um, you know, bigger stuff. But what they didn't know was one of the guys was an undercover um, police officer, and so he got confused. He didn't know if he wanted to be a police officer or if he wanted to stay with his boys because he had, you know, he was enjoying the life. He was making all his money. So, yeah. You check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm have to. It's all percentage. It's on Netflix. So, all right. Um, so, QLB in the minute. So, we're going to go ahead and jump in and get into the news. Um, and then we're going to make it do what it do. So, all right. Uh, first up in the news, it's been a very, very busy week. So we're gonna start with my man, uh, with every with with some of our favorite Mr. Tavis Smiley. Tavis has been in the news this week because or last week because Tavis um, Smiley, for those who don't know, um, he was accused of uh, sexual harassment by some former employees, and so PBS, who distributes um, his his content, some of his content. Um, removed him, uh, stopped distributing his con- content, and then canceled his contract. In the midst of all of that, the day after PBS did that, 
then Walmart um, cut sponsorship ties with the Mills Entertainment, uh, pulled out of backing his, I guess he got a, a theatrical show that was coming up. That's based on uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s last year's Martin Luther King Jr.'s life. They cut ties with him. Um, Hay House, which is um, the book, the place that distributes his books, they cut. They no, they said that they are putting a hold on all projects until a pending um, to internal review. So, um, have a smiley in turn has now done has now gone on the offense, meaning he's gone on like Good Morning America. Um, and done interviews saying that he has not, he, uh, Good Morning America, that he was not guilty. Um, he's saying that not only did he not, that there's, and, you know, not only did he not have, what did he say? He said, I never showed myself, I never coerced, I never did anything, yeah. I never groped, um, never, he said, I never groped, never coerced, never exposed myself inappropriately to anyone in 30 years. He said, of course, he made mistakes, he's not perfect. But he didn't do any. He didn't do anything. He was also asked in the interview, "Has he ever fired somebody because um, because they a former person who he's been in a relationship with?" He said no. Um, he also in the in the interview said that the thing that he didn't necessarily agree with is that they didn't talk to um, any of his his HR person, um, his CFO, or any other people who are currently with his uh, with his company um, to find out if any of these, these allegations were true. So he did admit in the interview. That he has had consensual relationships with um, women who have who have been his subordinates. So, um, but again, he reaffirmed that he hasn't done anything that would be um, considered sexual harassment. So, Kelly, what do you think? First off, of the allegations of Tavis, and secondly, him taking this proactive offensive role. I. I find it hard to believe that Tavis Smiley is guilty of such heinous actions. I just, I don't, I find it really hard to believe. Um, I, and especially the fact that he's coming forward saying, no, this is not accurate. Um, he admitted to having relationships. And I want to say that something I read was saying that um, he had relationships with subordinates so that, you know, a subordinate can never consent to having relations. Right. So I, I'm like, okay, did, is that the – go ahead. I said, yeah, he did say that he did have it. He, he did say that. Right. So I'm just wondering if that's their edge when they keep saying these credible um, allegations. I just mm-hmm. – I don't know. It just seems, you know, it's just hard to believe that Tavis – would be a part of that, but you know, I guess the truth will come to the light. It's just the fact that he's standing up against it. I'm, I'm leaning towards believing him. Okay, Kate Willis, what's going on, ma'am? Hey, hey, good evening, good evening. Um, so we're talking about Tavis, right? Mm-hmm. So I am still finding out details on this particular story, um, but I cannot help but take notice to how aggressively and still classily he's coming out and defending himself, um, especially with all that we have going on with the other sexual allegations that have been brought to light for other celebrities. Um, the fact that he immediately and aggressively went, came out and, and, you know, 
and again, not trying to take anything away from any of the credible allegations, but he has um, done, I believe, a stand-up job at at defending himself um, and presenting the fact that he has, based on the information he's been given, <laughs> um, and defending himself. So, yeah, I'm I I'm reserving my judgment. Again, you guys know I always try to um, I do tend to side with women first, just in general. Um, but this one is a little bit, it seems a little bit different. I don't, I don't have a loving relationship with Tavis Smiley, so to speak, but again, he's one of those people mm-hmm. that you look towards, you know, that you've seen as, as being held up in our communities. And, and, um, it did take me aback at first when I saw his name come into this, it, it really did, but I'm not at all surprised that he is defending himself. Cool. 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 All right. Um, let's see what else we got. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be interesting. It's more of a wait and see to kind of see what happens in this one, just because we really don't know. So um, we'll find out. All right. In other news, we've got. Um, you guys know that they have sent another. Um, they sent the GOP tax bill has has gone to Senate and initially it passed, but then there was an issue because they found out in the process of this there was some new. Uh, provisions that were added that were not um, done properly. Um, so Senator Orrin Hatch comes and says that, hey, listen, um, this there's some protocol that wasn't properly done. They add, he added a, he added a provision to it, and because this provision has been added, that they assume um, that they assume favors real estate companies and. Um, because of that, they're not gonna they're not gonna let it pass. They're gonna go back and, and do a revoke. So, um, if you haven't seen the article, check it out on my page. But it's a pretty it's pretty interesting because now what they've literally done is they've made it they've basically picked and choose which companies or which kind of companies get certain tax breaks. Um, so not all you know uh, companies to take advantage of the past due income and, and things like that. So, um, pretty interesting bill. I'm interested to see kind of where that goes. What are you guys' thoughts on the tax bill? Kelly, what do you think about that? Because I know you're an accounting person too, so and, and tax person, so. I mean, it's it's you know it's uh, going to be um, used as leverage for the rich to stay rich, uh, like most bills do. Uh, the fact that they're targeting certain industries and companies. Uh, it just—it's the cycle that always seems to win. I think the era—I don't even know if I'm using the right word. Maybe this aura of um, America needing to make money or you know uh, reduce debt—is um, just a, a easy pathway for these type of bills to get passed. So. I wanted to say they said the last person that changed their vote. Um, gosh, I had to say his name. Corker. Bob uh, Corker. It was his. It was his industry. I can't. I'm not. I yeah. can't remember yeah. the name. One of the senators. Yeah. So yeah. his vote Bob was way. So you know they did that from the beginning. So you know, yeah. <laughs> my take is that that's what they do. Yeah. See what you think. Um. I think that it was very, very interesting. I think it's very interesting how they are highlighting the tax credits 
so much to the demographic that they assume they're needing to get this kind of overall and assuming as though we're, we stop at big tax refunds. Um, and we're not getting into the, any of the other details that surround um, this tax bill. And I actually expected more people to start to dig deeper into um, the tax bill and there to be more people to have questions. But James and I were actually talking about this earlier, and I want to say laughing, but it was kind of that nervous laughter type situation because we were like, we are really, um, I'm afraid that quite a few people might get um, kind of snowed over by the, the promises of a large income tax refund or something to that effect, and we missed um, other things that we should be paying much more attention to as far as overall yeah. tax benefits and deficits to actual people. Yeah. yeah, and that's my issue. I'll be honest, my concern about this whole thing. Um, yeah, it sounds great to say that as a corporation, you're going from a 30, you know, 35, 30, 35% um, to 20, you know, paying 20%. That sounds great. Uh, it sounds great to say that, you know, that a person, a person is going to go from, paying 25% to 20%, like those all sound great, but then when you back that up, we hold on, wait a second, we're not, there aren't enough cuts to spending, and we're adding another $1.2 trillion over 10 years to the national deficit, like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on, um, where, where are we going here? So that part is the part that concerns me, so we'll see, um, I'm sure over the next couple of days, um, I think they go on break um, here. But after the holidays, I'm sure we'll get. They were trying to vote before the holidays, so I'm pretty. I don't know if it'll pass by then, but we'll definitely hear more about it. So, all right, I got a couple of other uh, stories, but we might get to them later on here at the end. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and move into our um, our, our interview. Um, so, you ready, Q? I am. <laughs> okay. yes. <laughs> hey everybody <laughs> Alright so um, We are going to talk with Leah Armwood This evening and she is better known As Queen Leah She was born on May the 13th 1983 um, In Chicago, Illinois She's the second to the youngest out of nine siblings Five brothers and three sisters She discovered her gift of singing, songwriting And perform- performing Between the ages of seven and nine years old Despite her Christian upbringing She's always loved R&B music um, there's something about the upbeat and rhythm that has always given her life. Aaliyah and, Car- and R. Kelly were two of her favorite artists growing up, and she used to go up to her stair- go upstairs to her room, close her door, and would sing and dance to her favorite songs in her mirror. Um, there was something about her mirror that gave her hope. There was something about writing, music, singing, and dancing that took her mind away from all the negativity that was going on in her life. Um, when she became an adult, she surrendered her life back to God. During her transition, she went from an R&B artist to a gospel artist. Uh, she wrote and recorded many songs and even had one of them featured on the radio in her hometown. God showed her that the little girl in the mirror was who she was all along, singer, songwriter, writer, performer, and now author and speaker. Thanks to God, she went from the little ghost girl in the mirror to now the courageous, confident, and secure woman that now graces the stage. She dedicates her life to serving God forever. And um, with that, we want to welcome Queen Leah to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? I am well. Thank you. Good to have you. Good to have you. Good to have you. So, first, before before we ask any other question, I need to know, um, 
South side, north side. Come on. We're south side, north side. Cubs the Cubs, Cubs, side? Cubs the white side. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I All right. Say, now we... I can't. I have to say south side because I spent most of my life on the south side. I only say west side because I know that's where I was born and raised. And I, you know, from the age of seven on up until, you know, adulthood, I was on the south side. So I'm going to say south side. Okay. All right, good answer. All right, hold on. Okay, but on the west side, hold on. I'm over, where where at on the west side? We got to see how west we're talking about. Uh, Lockwood. Oh, my dad nice grew up in Lockwood. Ah, my okay. family is. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a small world. Small okay. world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You all right with us so far, then? Good. Good. Yeah. You been right. there, girl. Yeah. You good. You good. Good, good. All right. Okay. Now that we got that out the way. Um, so, Q just read your bio. Is there anything um, else that you want our listeners to know about you before we before we get started? Um, that, that pretty much said a lot, but I just want to know, I just want to let my listeners know that I love the Lord. I love the Lord, and I won't take it back. <laughs> That's, all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Oh, cool. That's good. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get straight into our questions because we've got you for a while now. So I want to, you know, I want to make sure that we get it all in. Um, in your bio, you mentioned that um, growing up you were originally brought into music by the beats and the love and the sound. So what, um, and you did mention Aaliyah and R. Kelly. What other, um, what other musical influence have you had throughout your career, especially during your transition from R&B to gospel that has brought to you to where you are right now? I would say that growing up, Aaliyah and R. Kelly was definitely um, one of my favorites. And I cannot tell you that I have musical influences because I constantly wrote songs. Um, I really, you know, I, I listen to a few people that I can relate to, R&B, but I constantly wrote songs and I constantly, you know, if I hear something that I like, I'll write a song and say, ooh, you know, I can write something that sounds like that. So I, I can't honestly say that I had a specific person um, an artist that I just really, you know, looked up to, but I know for sure that um, Aaliyah and R. Kelly they inspired me when I was younger to um, to realize the dream that existed in me. You know, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be a performer, and I really looked up to her. You know, I I understood. I mean, I really loved her spirit. And I just related with her a lot. And in, in R. Kelly, I just love the way he sings, and I love the sound and his music. So I didn't have a specific uh, person. Yeah. So, so being a, a lover of R. Kelly, what are your, some of your thoughts about what's been going on with him here lately? I mean, what, what's been going on with him lately as far as all the accusations? Yeah. Okay. Well, the only thing that I can, I'm not a judge, so I can't judge him. The only thing I can do Mm -hmm. is pray for him. I love his music as an artist, so I would never, you know, speak on something that I don't know. I don't know it wasn't there. I didn't see him. Yeah, it looked like him. (laughs) You know, so I can't Mm -hmm. really 
I'm not going to judge him based upon what he did because God does not judge us based upon what we did. You know, you don't, we don't know if he asked God to forgive him, and God, you know, he forgives us. When we, when we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us and he forsakes, um, and he wipes our slate clean. You know, as long as we forsake our sin, he wipes our slate clean. So I'm still, you know, I, I don't listen to his music like I used to anymore, uh, definitely not, but growing up I did, and I still, you know, consider him to be a very talented artist. Mhm. So, that's fair. Yeah. That is definitely fair. All right. <laughs> Kel, do you have a question before before I jump back in there? You know, I can. I can yeah. So. <laughs> well, on the from you going from when did you make the switch from R and B to gospel? Did you was it after you? Um, gave your life to Christ, or were you already saved when you started R and B and just didn't feel right singing what you were singing about? How did that happen? Absolutely. When I gave my life to Christ, you know, when we give our life to Christ, He changes our desires. And a lot of things that I used to love and I had a desire for in the past, I no longer, you know, had that desire. So yes, before I really loved R and B, and I'm not saying that I don't love, like some of the music now. But I know that, you know, God, with my gifts, I want to use my gifts for his glory to magnify his glory. And I want to, you know, be a life changer. And I know, you know, early on when I was growing up, I did write R&B music, you know. I did. But when I gave my life and my heart to God, I was a new person. And I didn't have the desire to write, you know, R&B songs and songs of the world. And I didn't have a desire because, you know, it's a certain spirit that comes along with that. You know, it's a spirit in the music sometimes when you hear it, and sometimes it sets you back and it brings you back to a place that you don't want to go back to. So I start to write songs of encouragement and songs that would be able to, you know, speak volumes to people of healing, you know, um, songs about my personal testimony and my life. So, you know, pretty much I just became a new person in God. And when I became a new person, I changed my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I understand that. Okay. Was it a difficult transition going from one to the other? Like with your not management or with your, you know, your writing and all that? Um, not at all. Not at all. Because I knew within myself because I was brought up in a Christian upbringing. And I knew within myself I was supposed to, but I was fighting with my flesh. You know, my mm-hmm. flesh loved R&B music, you know. I, I, and you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. God, I, I tried to write, even, you know, before I gave my life to Christ, I tried to write songs that were, you know, spiritual gospel songs, and I just could not. For some reason, I just could not. And I said, forget it, I'm just going to write R&B, you know. But when I gave my life to God, he gave me a new melody, and he gave me a testimony. And I was able to write songs for him, and I had, I didn't have a desire to write R&B songs anymore, love songs. No, no, I didn't have that desire anymore. So it really was not. I mean, it's like I made up my mind that I was going to be sold out for God, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard transition. 
Okay. at all. Because, you, you know, yeah. All right. She said that was an easy move. So with that, a lot of us, um, I know here on the school, we often talk about how new artists will um, often have to struggle with the independent versus signed um, debate. If, if we are so blessed to have that, you know, have that debate, so to speak. Um, is that a, a worry of yours or is that a goal of yours, so to speak, a uh, long-term goal to, to be signed with the label, or are you fine with remaining independent um, as an artist? I am fine. Um, I can't speak for the future, but as of right now, I am fine being an independent artist. Um, if, it, if it's a label, it's going to have to be a label that has like music, you know, that, that um, you know, God would lead me to. So everything I do is going to honor God and have to honor God, and I have to be led by God to join any kind of label or sign anything. So if it's not, if, it's, if God is not in it, I don't want to be a part of it at all. So I'll stay independent until God tells me otherwise. No, that's right. So you're so just so, so you're saying that if there's a if there's a label that has other artists that aren't gospel, you would do it. Or you're saying you just want to wait until, um, basically wait until you find somebody who's gonna let you kind of do with you what you do. Yeah, I, I just don't want to compromise at all. I don't mm-hmm. want to have anything. just want to have me. Yeah, I don't. I, I just want it to to set right with my spirit. You know. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, if it doesn't, I don't want. I don't want to be a part of it. Now I'm not saying that um, different labels can't, you know, be led by God, you know, have R&B artists and gospel artists and things of that nature. But as long as it yeah. feels right, it, it feels right. Then I'm okay with it. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I, I've, uh, I've, you know, a lot of my artist friends. I've worked with Hill. I said the same thing. So I, I understand that completely. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. So. So being independent, what are some of the, um, you don't have, because you're not on a label, you don't have specific manage, a specific team that's in place based on what the label has. So how do you, what, what team do you have in place that helps you and, you know, kind of like how, how has that been, been beneficial for you as, um, as an independent artist? Because it's a lot to it. It's not just going to studio and record. So um, what's been some of your, with some of your team, how did you assemble them? Um, talk about that a little bit. I'm really, I'm really new to everything right now, so I am, I'm just with myself and the people that support me, which is my my manager, where I run spells, and she, you know, together we make things happen, you know, and I, I really can't speak on a team. There's, there's really no team. <laughs> And, you know, okay. it's just Leah right now. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that it won't be a team later on down the line. But, um, yeah, so it's it's just me. And, and I stick with people who are supporters. I stick with people who believe in the vision and, you know, are, you know, bring positive energy and, you know, is willing to continue to strive towards the ultimate goal. Um, which is to be a, a gospel artist, yeah. 
All right. I think um, so. Let's hold on. Where we at? We are. I think this is a good time. Let's go ahead, and we've got a couple of your songs, and so we want to make sure everyone hears those. So we'll start with um, all I. It's a we got a song called All I Need by You. Do, do me a favor and let let our listeners know uh, kind of a little bit about this song and what it you know what inspired you to write it. Um, yeah, go ahead and introduce that song for us. Okay, sure. All I need is basically a love song for God. You know how, you know, there's a lot of love songs out there, and they're mostly directed towards men and, you know, husbands, and that's fine. But I consider God, you know, to be my husband at this point in my life until he gives me my, my natural husband. He's my husband. So it's a love song to God and how I feel about him and how he completes me. And uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. So this first song we're going to hear is uh, by Queen Lee. It's called All I Need. Check it out.
actually that the book I knew from a, a very young age that I was supposed to be a writer. I had the gift of writing. I used to write poems and like I said, I write songs all the time. And I knew that God wanted me to write a book and uh, two years ago, I started uh, seeking out a sort of a coach, a mentor to help me with the process. And um, I just I just decided that I was going to just do what God was calling me to do, write this book. And um, the wait is over. It's basically, you want me to tell you about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the wait is over. A lot of people, they get confused with that title, and they say, oh, oh, the physical wait? And I say, no, not the physical wait, even though the a title originated from a weight loss club that I had at my previous employer in my church, and it was a weight loss program because I was trying to lose weight. And, you know, I would lose the weight, and I would gain and lose again. And then I would say, why is it so hard for me to lose this weight? And God was showing me that a lot of my physical weight was attached to my spiritual weight from my past. And even though I had been saved and, and filled with the Holy Ghost, I still was holding on to weight from my past. And when I say weight, I'm talking about guilt, hurt, shame, pain, things that God has set us free from, but the devil tries to, you know, condemn you with, even being saved. So I say, you know what, I wonder if, if other women and men are experiencing this throughout the world. I said, because I know that the weight is over. God took me back to the scriptures, and he said, who the son that free is truly free indeed. Then he said there was no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Then he said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. And then he said, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. So he begins to give me all of these scriptures, and I said, you know what, the weight is over. The weight is over. I'm going to write down all of the weight, all of the things, that are in my mind that is trying to hold me back. And I'm going to expose them and how, you know, and, and, and it is some deep stuff. It's some heavy stuff. So I, I pray that you guys get the book. But it, I'm being transparent because where there's transparency, there's transformation. And a lot of times we're not getting healed and getting delivered because we're not being transparent. We're not being honest with ourselves. I'm a very honest, open person. So I share my testimony in hopes that the reader will say, okay, I can relate to her story. I've been through that. And yeah. if God brought her through that, he can bring me through it as well. And I can also declare that the weight is over. All right now. I know that's right. So <laughs> like that that's that in itself is a is a transition for you know, for your readers to go through. So to be able to do that with you I think is, is clutch. Um, speaking of transparency and you know, being and, and putting it out there like that, what chapter would you say was your um, most difficult chapter to write? They were all difficult. They were all difficult, <laughs> but I would say, yeah, it, it was just, it, it was a lot. I mean, from the abuse to the domestic violence to, you know, searching love in the wrong places and having unhealthy relationships. Um, they all were they all were bad. I can't like specifically pinpoint one. They all were equally, you know, heavy. They were weights and that I carried. And uh, you know, just just out of um 
just trying to look for love in all the wrong places, looking for love and affirmation and validation and all of that. And uh, so it's not one specific one, but, you know, I did name a few titles. So if you, if you heard one that stood out, I can definitely elaborate on it. You did talk about your about domestic uh, violence, you know, with everything that's going on. Um, I think one of what what are some of your thoughts about even just the kind of the, the current um, what's the word I want to use the current state of sexual harassment and and, um, and domestic violence? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? And then, based on your own situation, what would you tell other people who are in those types of relationships? I would say two words, get out. And yeah. if someone told me to get out and told me why I needed to get out, I could have saved myself from a lot of hurt and pain. It's definitely not worth it. And not only do you hurt yourself in the process, but even even after it's over, you have to deal with the debris of what happened. You have to deal with the weight of what happened to you. And you, you lose your identity, and you, you lose your self-worth, and you, you're lost pretty much. And then you go looking for love in all the wrong places and validation, and, and most of the time end up being with more men that are domestic violence, you know, until you get healing. I would say get healing from God. If you're in those type of relationships, I know that it's hard. I know that you think that you're in love. But actually what it is is a for the most part, is love because a, a person that really loves you will not hurt you. They will not treat you like that. And you're in that relationship because apparently you really don't love yourself enough to get out of it. You don't see yourself as being worthy. You're not whole as a person. So you need God. I would, I, I would uh, offer salvation to you, you know, salvation and, and asking God to help you get out of those situations. Um, calling, you know, domestic hotline, getting counseling, getting help, but you, but you want to get out. That's the first thing. You want to just get out. <laughs> if you think about it, you're gonna say, just get out. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm trying to – I don't want to talk over you. It seems like we're kind of doing that back and, back and forth. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. So you, go ahead. Okay. So you – I kind of wanted to dig a, a bit deeper into the name change. I think we kind of glossed over it earlier, you know, just in general conversation because we were messing it up. But um, I, I can understand how in a transition period you want to um, – Take your identity back, or sometimes rebirth yourself. Um, in 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 especially in the topic of of weight loss and things like that. How can you expand a little deeper on why you decided to change your name? I was looking over at your YouTube and I saw that you you found this important as well. You posted a video about it. But if you could tell um, our listeners a little bit more about why it's, why you decided to make that change. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. So. During that transition, during that process of God showing me that there is there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. During that during that um, process, 
I began to start to, you know, feeling myself, I would say, you know. And I wanted people to know who I was. I wanted people to know that. And I wanted that to be my coming out name. I wanted it to be a name that represented who God says we were, you know, um, that we were royalty, that we were queens, and that, you know, we were uh, wonderfully made. I wanted to come out with that, but I didn't know until I had went on a fast. I, I really didn't know that that was also a waste. I really didn't know that that was something that I felt I needed for validation from men, from people, not necessarily men, because I wasn't. It wasn't about men. It's about you know people's approval of me because I didn't think that people saw me for who I really was. So I said, okay. If I put a queen in front of my name, then, you know, they'll know that I'm somebody. So, you know, I went on a spiritual fast, and I went on a fast for about 21 days. And after I came out of the fast, I automatically God spoke to me and said, you don't need that name. I validated you before the foundations of the earth. You are valuable because you are mine. You don't need a man to tell you that you're valuable. You don't need a woman. You don't need a, a person to tell you that you're valuable. You're already valuable. Just 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 being my daughter, you know. So automatically I was disgusted with the name. I said, oh, my goodness. that's Because I felt very proudful. Like, I don't want to be prideful. God, you know, he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the pride. And I felt that that was being prideful. And I was like, you know, I want to tell people, like, you don't need titles. A lot of people get caught up in titles. You don't need titles. If you know who you are and whose you are in God, you don't need a title. So that's why I changed it. I said, I'm happy. I'm proud to be Lee Armwood. If any, you know, that's it. And if nobody knows who I am, God knows who I am. And that's all that matters because he made me. He created me. So he know what he put in me. He know what he got. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do have another. I have another question. This is Kels. Um, you mentioned um, about the relationships and looking for love and that type of thing in your book. Um, and I also uh, remember earlier you mentioning that you want to wait for um, you know God to manifest your husband, um, you know your earthly husband. So what are you dating now? Are you not dating, what's your what's your uh, love life look like, you know, now that you're on this new journey? Yes, I'm dating. I'm dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dating myself. I'm okay. getting to know myself more and more uh, each day. Yes, I'm getting to know myself. I'm allowing God to complete me, and he's preparing me. I'm in preparation. He's preparing me for the one that he has for me. My soul made his good and perfect gift, and that's all. I want nothing less. So I'm willing to date myself as long as it takes in order for God to complete me and, and uh, you know, make me whole and, and prepare me to be a wife. Not that I don't feel that I'm prepared now, but it's in his timing, and I'm not actually even thinking about dating. I'm really thinking about purpose. <laughs> you know, my, what's my purpose? I'm trying to pursue my purpose and, and his will. 
So I don't, I, I, I see that as being a distraction right now because I feel that I'm not where I want to be as far as, you know, wanting to be in, with a, in a relationship with a man. I'm, I'm really enjoying just being single and dating myself. Okay. All right, brothers. Yeah, I heard that. Don't be in, don't be in her DM. Talking about the, the lowest, <laughs> about, talking about the, the lowest shit, and you call me Boaz. <laughs> I've actually had some. Trust me, I've had some proposed over the phone, um, without even you know seeing me or anything like that. But I, I just lead them to Christ. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's what it What's up? All right, we got. We're gonna go to. We're gonna check out your next song real quick. Um, so your next one we're gonna play is. Um, we want you to tell us a little bit about is called Money. Um, so tell us a little bit about that song. What inspired it? Um, who helped you write it? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay, sure. I again, I wrote Money um, by myself, and I'm going to be real and honest with you. I see a lot of uh, mockery going on. You know, I see a lot of, you know, people uh, making gods out of money, selling their souls for fortune and fame. And don't get me wrong, I love money and I plan, I plan on having plenty of it. But mm-hmm. um, I just, I don't believe in selling your soul or compromising who you are for money because when you have God, you have everything. And when you have God, he gives you a benefit package. And in that benefit package, is wealth. He gives you the power to obtain wealth. So if you're going to offer me just money, that's not enough for me. I'm going to need you to make me whole. You need to give me peace, joy, liberty, freedom. You need to give me all of those things that Jesus gives me. And if you can't, then I don't want your money. So I'm just, it's just a declaration. And it, it, it's to show, you know, people that there's something greater, just, just materialistic things. There's Jesus. And with that, he gives you that and more. All right. Now, was this one also done in Chicago, too, or, or did you record this? I recorded this one actually here in Normal, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wrote it. I actually wrote it overnight. Yeah. Oh, All right, well, let's go ahead and check it out. Um, let's hear money. Yes.
I think it's I think that's a good one too. I'm I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in the chat bouncing. I don't bounce very often. So. Right, and I'm reviewing the live <laughs> and they're liking it too. <laughs> like, yeah, it hey. looks like a live. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just that's what's up. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass the dancing on that one. All right. <laughs> sit, my, sit down and stop while breaking me. So, <laughs> so, um, so I also noticed, um, and I know we'll talk about this when we get to your next song, this will come up too. Um but I also noticed, and we kind of mentioned this a little bit in your other song, you talked about um, being celibate. And it's actually interesting. I was talking to a friend yesterday who told me that um, she was um, talking to a couple of young ladies who were in their mid-30s, and they were talking about as being a you know, Christian celibate women how difficult it is to maintain that lifestyle um, just because obviously there's not very many people who are doing it. And it's also very difficult to date in that um, to date in with that with that lifestyle. What um, prompted you to make that not necessarily prompted you to make the decision, but what are some of the things that you do to maintain it? And how what words would you give to encourage other young ladies to continue in that in that uh, that journey? Well, it definitely is something that. I would I would say it's easy for me now, but it definitely wasn't in the beginning. It definitely wasn't. Um, I I would say that uh, the the scripture says that we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of our flesh. So if we are constantly, you know, when we're feeling horny, um, you know, aroused or things of that nature. We would submit ourselves to God. We would we would pray, you know. Well, we would we would do mm-hmm. things to try to distract, you know, to to take that the feeling, um, or just to dismiss it, you know, resist it. You would maybe exercise, or you would maybe read, or you know, exercise and definitely help. Um, just try to do something, you know, instead of just thinking about it or sitting down, you know, try to do something. And uh, but yeah, it takes God. It, it really takes God. And I know a lot of people who said they're not doing it. I understand that. I definitely am in the um, early stages of my Christianity suffered with that because I was in a relationship for six years with someone, and I knew we both knew that that was uh, something that we shouldn't do because we both were Christians, but we, we had that that weakness. And uh, once it was over for me, it was over. Once, once, I mean, it was just it. I got, I got tired. I felt like, you know, in the relationship, I was being used. And I said, um, I remember he, he was at my hotel room. I had went to Chicago to do some shopping, and he came to my hotel room. And I had made up my mind previously that we wasn't going to do it, you know. And he, and I told him that, and he just, I want to keep you company. So he came over there, and I just said. He, he tried it pretty much, you know, long story short, mm-hmm. and I just said, get out. And that was something that, that I never said before. I just, I just told him to get out. I said, get out. And at mm-hmm. 5 o'clock in the morning, he left. And that was the last day. It was probably like almost five years ago. So that that was it. That was just it for me. And I just said, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to commit my body, my mind, my soul, my everything to God. And, and that, that is why, you know, I wrote that. So what would you, um, so what are you, if you had to say in five years where you'd like to see your, your gospel career, where would it be? Where, where would you like to see yourself in the next five years? I would definitely say I, w- I would definitely want to have a mark in the industry. I would definitely want to be effective in the industry um, within five years. And I believe that it will happen. I believe it will come to pass. I believe I have a lot to say, a lot more to say that will be uh, life-changing. And uh, I, I see myself on the chart, you know. I see myself among great men and women in the, in the industry and collaborating. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. All right, so you have, you have a caller. We're going to take this caller real quick. And um, I think that somebody has a question for you, so... Um, call it three okay. three seven eight. Uh, what is your Stephanie. question for your comment? Hi, Leah. It's Lernia. I have a question for you. I, I love what God. First, I want to just say I love what God is doing for your life, girl. I love where He's taking you to. I'm behind you a hundred percent. You know I got to. But I do have a question for you. Do you see God? taking you in any particular direction with a particular group of women like I love what you're what you're saying in, in your book about the domestic violence situation and all that stuff I know what you went through and all that's like do you see God leading you in any particular direction as far as this Christian walks this new journey not so new journey that you're on that God is now opening the doors for you do you see him leading you in any particular direction Yes, ma'am, absolutely. I see a, a ministry, uh, Val Ministries. God, uh, I remember one day I was sitting down at my table and God had me write down some things. And I knew that God wanted me to tell my story and share my story to, to women among the world. And he gave me the the title Val Ministries. And Val, I'm sorry? What is that? Oh, I hear stuff in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I muted um, it. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, so he gave me Vow Ministries, and Vow Ministries is pretty much a ministry that allows me to, to reach to women all over the world that are or have been going through some of the things that I went through and overcome, and together, you know, um, we can definitely declare God's purposes for our life. So yes, I'm definitely, and I actually have a live page on Facebook. It's called uh, Living Singled and Saved. So I definitely share a lot of key points with uh, women. And of course, you know, I see myself with a, a talk show. I want to have a talk show and a single for single women. And uh, I want to just help motivate, encourage women who've been through it. You know, abusive relationships, domestic violence relationships, all kind of relationships, you know, homosexual, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, just encourage and, and, and with the power and anointing of God, just be a life changer and a good influence in their lives. Have you seen, have you noticed since you've um, stepped out of the shell and stepped into the path that God has for you, have you noticed any of, like, the women, like, within the church? 
like come out to you and express uh, how, like I for one am glad to see that you're actually addressing the stuff that you're addressing and you're still walking in your Christianity and you're standing up and say, hey, I am still saved, sanctified, but this is the hurt. These are the things that I've gone through. Are other women reaching out to you as a result of that within the church? I would say the same people that was there for me is the same people that has remained. You know, people are there for you. People that God has placed in your life is going to be there through thick and thin. Yeah. So as long as I have the people that I have in my life, that's fine. I, I really, really don't need a you know validation or a pat on the back or confirmation or approval from anybody as long as I know that I'm doing what God called me to do. And, of course, it's great to have a supporter, you know, somebody in your corner. But sometimes he who walks with God walks alone. Sometimes you don't have mm-hmm. anybody in your corner to pat you mm-hmm. on your back and tell you good job and, you know, I approve of you. And, you're, you know, you, sometimes you got to step out on faith. Right. Because I'm not talking about in that arena, though. I'm not talking about um, reaching out and saying, hey, Leah, good, good job, girl. I'm talking about reaching out and saying, Leah, you hit just on what I was going through. I felt just like you. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you touched that. Can you tell me what I can do? You know what I'm saying? In that instance. Um, yes, I, I had one of the sisters, and it's still the same. You know, um, she's a very good friend. She's a blood sister, I'm a, and I believe in her name. Is, her name is Kiona, and <laughs> I love her. I love her dearly. And she's a she's a real friend. She's a sister, and I just love her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, ma'am. Is that what thank you meant? I want to make here. sure I answered your okay. question. Yeah. You did, Leah. You good? You answered it. That's what I was asking. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. So we have a question from our live feed, um, Leah, for you. The question is, if um, he said, if Babyface wrote a song for you, would you sing it? If Babyface wrote a song for me, would I take it? It just depends on the, the words. Would you sing I mean, it? Would you sing it? Uh, would, would I what? I'm sorry? Would you, would you sing it? Would, would I take it? Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me make sure I said it right. Yep, would she sing a secular song if Babyface wrote it was the question. It don't matter if President Obama wrote it. If it if it doesn't agree with my spirit, then I'm not singing it. That's just if it if it it doesn't matter a person's title. It doesn't matter. I am going to stay true to my beliefs and I'm not going to compromise them for anyone. Um but if Babyface wrote a song that was secular, you know, because there are some secular songs, don't get me wrong, like Whitney Houston has some, and, you know, there are some songs that people would consider secular that's actually, you know, it, it's not, it don't rub me the wrong way. So as long as it doesn't mm-hmm. rub me the wrong way, then I will sing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I respect, I respect that. Cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely respect it. All right, so we got one more. One more song to play. Um, hey, that's Val. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'll be honest, this is out of the ones. This is probably my favorite. I'll be honest with you if I am if I have to pick one. Um, there you go. So, there you go. 
Yeah, <laughs> introduce this one for us again. Um, yeah, tell us tell us about it, the background the background to it, producers, writers. Okay, so Val is of course it was written by me, and the producer was Justin. Mitchell, I love the beat when he gave me the beat. I was like, hey, this is a beat, yes. Um, <laughs> when I heard it, I'm like, hey, hey, you know. Um, so, and the basically, when I made a vow, when I made a vow and I committed my life to God, He changed me. He changed me. He took me from brokenness to wholeness, you know, from insecurity to secure. Uh, from lost to found, I can go on and on. So pretty much it is just another declaration that I have um, how God can transform you and God can change you um, if you submit to him. And also how I love this part, double for my trouble. And because you went through, mm-hmm. because you endured so much and because you went through so much pain and you went through things that wasn't even fair and you went through that those things so you can shine a light on somebody else and tell somebody else how you got over it and, and it made you stronger. So now I believe that I'm in the season that God is going to give me double for my trouble, and I believe that he's going to do the same for you. Bow. All right. All right. All right. This is Bow. Okay. I used to try to fit in the world. I tried to be like all the other girls. But I had a purpose all my life. My life. When I made a smile and made a decision to commit my life to God to change me. Whoa. When I made a smile and made a decision to commit my life to God to change me.
Yeah, right now they can just go to my website and uh, we are we are constantly adding things to it because we definitely want to be on point mm-hmm. and have everything that we need to make sure that you know people can have access to me. Cool. All right, y'all. So listen, Scoop Nation, you all know what to do. I need y'all to go to um, Leah's YouTube page and blow her up. I need you to go to her uh, social media and follow her. I need you to support her um, show on Sunday night, uh, Living Single, as well as if you're in any area that she is in, make sure that you come out and support her um, because, as you can see, not only is she putting out some good music, but she definitely believes what she sings about, and um, and we want to make sure that we support as best as we can. So thanks for coming. We appreciate you for being here tonight. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your ministry. Um, and we hope that, um, as always, that everything that you put your heart and your mind to do, um, that you are able to accomplish. So um, we appreciate you for coming on. And, of course, we're going to keep playing your music. So, um, hey, thank you. All right. Thank <coughs> so much for a pleasure. On. Thank you, guys. Thank you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Have God a good bless night. You, you have a good night, too. Bye-bye. All right, y'all, so y'all know what to do. Support our sister, Leah um, Armwood. Again, that's leaharmwood.com is her website as well. Make sure, again, you go to her um, her YouTube, social media, um, and and make sure you follow her as well. So, um, And we put all of the links to the show. Excuse me, put the links um, in the live feed in the Scoop Nation so you guys are able to see that as well. So, all right, Kim. Um, I guess it's yes. time for hot topics. <laughs> right. It is definitely time for hot topics brought to you by um from our good friends at Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self reflection is perfection. And we're going to jump right into it. Uh thanks again to our guest, Miss Leah. Um but our hot topic is now the Original post had some choice words that I wasn't going to be able to say on the air, so I changed the post, but we will get comments from the original post. So, the question is, if you and your man, this is for the ladies, if you and your man are are arguing and he says, be quiet and listen, are you going to be quiet? So, if you and your man are arguing and he tells you to shut up and listen, well, you'll be quiet. I'm going to go to you first, and she is the married lady on the show. And I am going to ask her if her which I know her husband, I I see the picture of saying that, but if he was to ever Tell the truth, Kim. Tell the truth. Listen, don't cry for for the people. What would you do? Are you going to be quiet? Well, no, I'm not going to front for the book. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. When I first first read it, I thought, "Mm," like, my face is the what? The record scratch thing? Um, So just to answer the post, the me, the, the who I am, I'm probably, my initial thing is to be like, wait, what? Because of the delivery. Y'all know I'm huge on how you say a thing means a lot. Um, but based on, after you think about it for a second, like, I know my husband doesn't talk to me that way. 
just in general conversation. We have to get to a certain level where we've already got to be turned up. We're arguing, if, especially with the conversation in the original meme. Like, if, if it was worded the way the original word, the original meme was worded, we're already in the thick of it. I'm probably out of line, he's out of line, and we're in this thing. Now, at that point, that him saying it that way would probably shock me into shutting up and trying to at least be like, wait, where are we? Because this is not my man. He only, like, this isn't, we don't argue that way. So even, you know, initially the shock would be like, wait, what? You know, I don't think I would originally go, okay. Like, no, I'm not a okay and sit down, like put my hands in my lap type of chick. Like, I don't process that way. <laughs> and how you say things to me is huge. So, you know, just being real, if you were the first time at me out and come at me like, shut up and listen. No, we that ain't how you do it, player. That ain't that ain't gonna get you what you want from me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but just being real, you know. But we can work through it. You know, I will eventually listen. But that's not gonna work out very well for you on that on that first foot. No. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wait on I'm a wait on bishop. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you ready? ready? No, go ahead. No, you, you go. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I'm going to go to now on the and the scoop there. It was, like I said, it read a little differently, so I'm going to go to that post. But I'm going to go to the um, just the regular page and get some of those answers. We had uh, one young lady says no, because uh, if he says that I'm going to get louder and madder. Um, another young lady says he has about two minutes to rephrase that. Um, <laughs> we one, one person says, says, I'll shut up because I'm going to be in shock, but I'm going to talk when he leaves. <laughs> uh, another person says, I probably would, but only to gather my composure before I go left. So some of the consistency is that they don't really, they're not really feeling, you know, feeling that, um, that tone, but you know what? What's what's crazy? And y'all know Kev likes to go off. I love a good, a good argument. You hear me? That would be some. That's some good old fighting right there. I'm just a big up some stuff about his mama. It's going down. But no, but if, but if he says, you know, be quiet and listen, knowing mm. me and being in that situation before, I. Usually that'll make me take notice. It's gonna be shocking, so I am gonna be quiet. But I, I'm gonna listen to him because I know that it takes a lot for me to to shut up, especially if he's arguing and to be quiet and to even listen to what he has to say. So yeah. I think if he was to say that, it would be enough to jolt me into you know actually listening to him. So I don't think I would be offended just because in that situation before it did just make me say, okay, let me listen to what he has to say. Um, now in in the scoop, let's see. We had uh, one young lady. Nope, hubby doesn't yell at me. And if he said that to me, there would definitely be some problems at fifty seven sixteen. Another lady says, uh, "We ain't number one. We ain't arguing. Number two, we don't talk to each other like that. Number three, we have a safe place that he can tell me to be quiet without me getting offended." Um, so I guess it's kind of fifty-fifty. Um, first of all, Winfred, have you do you, have you ever had to raise 
your voice or say something that this effect to get, you know, a significant other to be quiet. Yep. Um, and, you know, what, what was the result? What were the results? Well, I can't tell you all the results because the church folks don't need to hear that. But I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> So in in a normal in a normal scenario, let's let's get some context to this because in a normal scenario, most men are not unless you're an abusive type of dude, you're not just walking in the room telling somebody. I'm gonna say it the way the Pope, the, the original Pope says, because Kels is being real PG-13. So the original Pope <laughs> says that that he tells you to shut the f up, which so. In a normal argument and things like that, a man just doesn't come in telling you to shut up and all that kind of stuff. Usually it builds to that. So it usually starts with, okay, I hear you, baby. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I don't agree with that. And, and it keeps going, and you're like, hey, chill. Cool, I got you. I heard you. Let it go. Stop. Like, And then it goes to something like, look, man, I heard you. Be cool. Like, it builds and then finally when you can't take it anymore it's like listen shut up I'm tired of you know and so for it to have built all the way up to that you know good and well that when they get to that point that for a man a man who normally does not talk like that you know good and well that in the back of your mind that button that goes I done probably went a little bit too far kicks in and you say let me let me just be cool because dudes typically don't talk like that to the woman that they like, that they want to be with, unless they are pushed to that. So, no. So, yes, I've had to, I've had to do it before, and I've had reactions from um, – I've had reactions from uh, women telling me they appreciated me for doing it because they had gone too far and they needed to be brought back. I've had uh, – the resp- I've had responses – to be told that they thought that was sexy and that they didn't, you know, and that because my nature is to be quiet, that they didn't realize that, you know, that that was in me. Um, I've heard, yes, I mean, when, when I was married, I mean, I'm not going to say I never had to tell her, shut, shut, shut up like that, but it was like, you know your person. And so you know when they get to a certain place, like she knew, okay, when he gets here, and she would say, I know when he gets here, let me be quiet because he has he doesn't have a temper. And when he starts showing this temper, that means I need to be quiet because that's a way out of his character. So yeah. you know you know your person. And y- y'all know that. And sometimes y'all push us to that, per- that place on purpose. And then we look sideways when we get mad. <laughs> so, But you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I, was, I was actually going to say that <laughs> next that Sometimes if it's a heated argument and that that one you know a little statement like that can you know it's a little sexy on the man that especially me a person that you know I'm thinking I'm winning the argument so if he comes through forceful like get up and listen he shut it down he shut it down yeah and it's like so oh, shut I'm gonna okay. shut up shut up just the top half of me gonna shut up so the bottom half is gonna still be talking. <laughs> He just had to give him such a clear question. He's in the top half, but the bottom is going to be trying to argue. I'm just 
So what? I'm gonna tell y'all this. So one time, what? Look, one time it happened. One time it happened, and I said, and I snapped. Like one time, I just like absolutely snapped. <laughs> and next thing, I all I know is I saw her get up, and she walked off, and I'm like. What are you doing? She was like, clearly, uh, I need to go ahead and make some chicken and calm down because I done messed up. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get you a plate. And I'm like, really? Really? She's like, I messed up. <laughs> so, again, yeah. it doesn't happen. Like I said, when, you know when your person, when your, when your band gets to that point, you know, like, come on, you know. Y'all know good and well. Y'all be going too far. Y'all be pushing them buttons. And y'all do it on purpose mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Is that the right argument? Like I might not hear that he's caught, he told me to shut the f up and listen. Like, cause if we both like if we go in there, like I might not even catch that. Like I might, cause yeah. I'm too busy, you know, focused on whatever else it is that we're arguing about. So if you, it really is situational. Something like this, you can't. Yeah. I don't think you can just read it and be like, oh no, you can't say that. You know what I mean? Cause I even have to step back and think about it. there. Been some times I think he had me to shut up and listen. You know what I mean? And I, I have to be honest with how I responded in that. In different situations, either I would shut up or that just started me on a whole different, you know, line of, of conversation. And then it shut mm-hmm. up was not included. So, you know what I mean? I just have to be, depends on where we are and in, in, in the level, the tip of the room at that time. Cause, yeah. yeah. Just generally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I think it's you know, you know you hear comedians and different people say all the time if you if you don't get that mad after at your significant other at some point, I mean if you don't get that mad at some point then you're not really in love. Oh God! <laughs> I'm just saying you got, I mean that it's a thin line between love and hate. It's a thin line. So you know <laughs> if they really trying to get you to to hear what they're saying, you know I don't think. Yeah. I think it could. I think they get a pass, and, and it's just a you know, it's a joke. It's like a little, a little taste. It's a little taste to get us to, you know, squash. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I think it just. I think a lot, of, a lot of it just depends. It just depends on context. It depends on you know. Like I said, if it's normal, if that's a normal way y'all talk to each other, I think that's a problem. But again, if it's just the, right. it's just again, if it just builds to that because. Of them. And even in the, you know, in that scenario, there should definitely be some some type of learning as to how we can stop it before it gets to that point. Because what what you don't want to happen on a serious note is you don't want that to turn into, you know, things that are, that are said that um, that you can't take back, or things that are done out of anger from that scenario, you know, that you can't that you that are real hard to repair or. You know, you start to feel certain ways about like, wait a minute. You know, after they told me to shut, you know, they shut up. What did he say after that, or what was said before that? And so then, you know, resentment and bitterness and all that stuff can kind of come in. So you don't want that to be normal on a serious note. But I mean, every so often, it it you know. Yeah, gotta have a little ice and then go off. Just pull it back. We don't want y'all yeah. going out there talking about, uh, they was condoning, uh, verbal right. abuse. <laughs> I said it started. Don't quit that. Right. <laughs> nah. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying that. 
We're not saying that. It's okay for us. A, a, par- a passionate spirited debate every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come through, and you know, yes. Come through. Because, I mean, like, for example, one argument, you know what I mean? One argument that gets passionate is when they leave the toilet seat up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That argument might cause for some passionate words. Mm-hmm. And they leave the toilet seat up. <laughs> you know, so. I'll give them a pass. What they say yeah, on the Um, <laughs> We're having lots of fun on the live. A lot of it is not related at all to the show. <laughs> but uh, um, a lot of the ladies are basically agreeing that it is situational. Um, LaVon says, I, I actually agree with her point of view. She says that she honestly doesn't like to argue. She can't stand it. So she says, so I will probably shut up. But I would also totally shut down from that point forward at the most 24 hours. My temperament is not good at all. I, I agree with that because I, I told her, like, if, if he didn't come down with me, like, if we're both in and he could just jolt me out of that so that I would calm down, but if he remained, like, coming at me that way, I'm not going to engage at that point. I'm withdrawing and, yeah. like, we're on fire now because you, you've overreacted. You've done too much now. You know, so like yeah. I could, I could, yeah. I could identify with that comment a lot. Um, you know, Sicily's here. We're being ourselves when Sicily's here. So a lot of the comments there are just being. Um, Laura says two can't listen to converse if there's yelling involved. So she, yes, she would. Um, she would pause and listen if he told her to to shut up and listen. Um, Sicily made a good point um, that if you married to a thug, yes, you would. Be you would hear this, um, this kind of conversation. This would not rattle you at all if you were married to a man who this was his normal way of having conversation. So it really does mm-hmm. depend on how the type of man and the way that you all communicate with each other. If this would be something mm-hmm. that you would consider out of line, or if this would just be him telling you, hush and listen to what I have to say, that could be just as gentle as baby, I love you to some, but in some relationships. So, um, yeah, it depends. <clears throat> Kelly says, Kelly Kelsey sometimes sh- uh, shut the F up might be in order with a shrug. <laughs> um, Will Bradley says, <laughs> I agree, sis. Uh, Will Bradley says, arguing affects the self-esteem of women in many cases, in my opinion, if it goes less. Will, if you better come through with the wisdom. Yes, very true. Very, very true. That's for a whole other segment, but you have, yes, very true. Um. Well, I was right. Don't disrespect me. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yep. Let me see. Uh, I was saying on the post, um, another uh, lady says, I'll be quiet as I exit the room in the house. Don't cuss or raise your voice at me. That's a hot button, and I have zero tolerance for it. I, I see a lot of comments of, of, you know, a few women saying that um, they would just leave. Um because they wouldn't respond well to that. But I'm like, but if you leave, we can come back. I mean, the argument is going to be weird if you leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, again, it, it depends. Because, because, see, now she can say that, but if if this is, a, if it's, and that's why context is important, because if it's a discussion that she wants to have and he don't want to have it, but he turns around and walks out and leaves because he don't want to have it, that's going to be perceived in a totally different, you know what I mean? Like, he don't get so, and he's like, look, I don't want to talk about this right now. 
you know, and you just, no, we're going to talk about it. You know, it's like, listen, I don't want to talk about it. Be cool. Let's talk. You know what I mean? And then he just called <laughs> off and like, listen, shut, shut up. And it's like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. He just talked to me. Like, wait, I told you for the last mm. 12 minutes to call. I don't want to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it later. So, I mean, again, that's, you got to look at it in context of how it gets to that point. Because, again, yeah, to Cicely's point, some, there are people who, who talk like that. But in most instances, people just don't walk in telling you to shut up and be quiet. And, you know, like people people just are a general, normal people, normal conversation, don't just go to 10. They start, you know, they start and then build up to that. Yeah. Well, and, and most men hate arguing too. So most men do not want to argue. So because we know, and the truth is, we don't want to argue because we know. I said this a thousand times. I'm probably said another million. Anything that could possibly prevent us from having that meeting that we want to have later, we gonna uh-huh. and keeping us from hearing that mouth later. We're gonna typically just be like, you know what? It ain't that important. I'm going to just don't let this, this moment's going to pass. And we'll just take it. We got some pretty meaty. Huh? Go ahead, you. Oh, so we've got some pretty solid comments that have come in as we've been talking these last few seconds. Cicely says, although the language is extreme, I would prefer him to get a little froggy with me as opposed to shutting down on me because at least because that at least displays he cares to engage. I'm kind of feisty like that. <laughs> um, Tay says, sometimes you have to leave a subject alone for an hour or so and then revisit it. When people are mad, things are said that you can't take back. So I believe in adult timeouts. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally believe in adult timeouts. Um, it, but you got to come back. That's the thing that makes it weird is when you don't come back. Um, if you talk about, and Will says, if you talk about why you are arguing, why you are making, while you are making, if you talk about why you are arguing, why you are making love, it can help. It's just a suggestion. If you are married or living with the person. Okay. Um, I wasn't ready for that, y'all. So sometimes in Gina's years, Sometimes it takes a man to say shut the F up to get a woman who constantly talks and never listens to seriously shut the F up and listen. And listen to understand not to respond. All right. I mean, the reality is there are, like, people, I think people tend to think that, you know, those discussions are like Brady Bunch discussions. Like, okay, okay, I'm going to stop. Like, it don't go like that a lot of times. A lot of times it's, it's we got to get in there. And like I said, I think I think for the sake of, of health, there does need to be some, you know, it, it shouldn't always be like that. But every so often it's going to go there. And you have to know how to do it. You have to know how to, how to respond. You have to know how to recover, you know. And if it does, like I said, know, know, know what's out of bounds and don't go there. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was definitely a hot topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but like always, uh, you know, it's it's fun to bring up these type of situations because we can. To me, I feel like if you can look at it objectively while you're not going through something like this, when it does happen, you can, you know, one, not remember any of this, or two, think back and think about what we laughed about. And, you know, it may help you in some, you know, some future arguments. So I yeah. appreciate our hot topics when we have these lifelike reality uh, questions. <laughs> I agree. All right, y'all. This has been a good show. Good show. We got we got to close down this hot topic real quick, but um, but this has been a good show. So we're gonna go ahead and, and transition into our final word. Um, so Kels, why don't you go ahead and kick us off and let us know what's going on, especially if you got something going on with, with the good curvy kid. Okay. Well, um, this uh, this is our last show, isn't it, for the year? Mm-hmm. It is. This is our. This is our final word of 2017. Winfrey, why you didn't make us no song for the final word of 2017? How do I change the time? There you go. The one we had. Come on. She was supposed to get in there somewhere. Um, anyway, <laughs> I would like to... Uh, Give a big thank you to our to the listeners, to the audience, those of you that have participated in our hot topic. Um, definitely appreciate that. You keep our minds sharp and keep us thinking about things, and you know that's definitely part of our platform where we want to change the nation through conversation. So I love our blazing talks of hot topic. Um, also, Kirby's kitten is. You know, in rounding out the year along with the really big man, uh, we're having our um, holiday season sale. So make sure you check us at check us both out at walkoil dot com. Um, what else? I think that's pretty much it. Um, stay tuned for what we got planned for next year, and you know, everybody have a safe and happy holiday season, and we will see you guys on the other side of 17. Yeah. Well, it has been an amazing year um, for us here in the scoop, and just personally, all the way around, I think our group has made leaps and bounds as as far as um, growing together and really getting down to the nitty-gritty of what we're here. So, you guys, I have nothing but love for you here on my live. You guys consistently show up every week. This was a new thing that we decided to do, and the love that you guys show is amazing. To the show, you share the live, you share, you comment, you engage, and it means so, so much to what we're doing here. So, like, my final words, I want to spend thanking you guys for everything that you give to the show, everything that you give to us to tell us to keep moving when it gets rough, all of that. So, like, we super, super appreciate that and look forward to providing you more content, better topics, more guests, better music, just more scoop all the time in 2018. So thank you guys for rocking with us, and we look forward to giving you more and more and more in 2018. Go to com for all of your um, all-natural hair and skincare needs. Um, we had a good time last weekend at a pop-up at our pop-up um, at the Wyndham Hotel had a really great turnout, so thank you if you happen to swing by for that. <clears throat> but 
I think I'm a hush now because I don't have anything else going on. <laughs> so I'm just thankful that you guys are still rocking with us and look forward to seeing you in 2018. Definitely, definitely. All right. So let me go. All right. So let me do this. First thing first, um, the word on Wednesday will be tomorrow. It will be their last show as well for the year. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, if you have not downloaded your copy of Nouveau Exposure, um, which is our digital magazine, please do that at nouveauexposure.org. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you to Leah uh, for being on tonight. Your music is awesome. Of course, we, we want uh, only God's best for you. Um, so thank you for that. I want to say thank you to my crew. Let me say to Kels. Um, and to Q, I appreciate both of you, um, not just for what you do on air, but for what you do off air. Um, to, <clears throat> to Cicely, to Tasha, to Keisha, to Cuzzo, to um, Thais, to Tara, to, um, uh, 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 to Alicia, to uh, Erica, to... I watch y'all forget somebody to Keisha, to uh, Latavia, to everybody who, um, to Eunice, to the, and those are the people who who handled our, our give back. Uh, I appreciate each and every. And if I forgot your name, please I apologize. It wasn't on purpose. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you for what you all do for Global Drive. To all of our writers, thank you, thank you all so much. 2017 has been an amazing year um, for um, Global Drive Network and the Scoop Radio Show. So, excuse me, and the, the, yeah, the Scoop Radio Show. So I appreciate everybody um, for all of you all do and for dealing with me uh, in the process. Um, like you said, we've got a whole lot more in 2018 that we're working through and we're planning for every, uh, that we're planning. Um, so I hope you guys continue to stay with the Scoop Nation. You all are the best, um, and I appreciate y'all for, keep, for keeping me on my toes on a daily basis. Um and um, I did. She talked about to make sure I say Sicily. I said Sicily. If I didn't, then definitely uh, a fire starter. Um, if I didn't say your name, I apologize. This is why I keep them. Why I keep y'all around. Um, <laughs> so yes, definitely. If I didn't say the fire starter, um, definitely we appreciate you. You have um, brought life to this show that was definitely needed. Um, so we appreciate all that you do as well. Um, so for everybody who um, who listens, um, thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. Um, trying to think, who else? What else? What else do I have? Um, Kelly already talked about we're in a big man stuff. Chicago, if you're um, in Chicago, January the 12th, um, we are the Scoop Nation Chicago. We're at bowling at the Oak Forest Bowling Alley um, at 10 o'clock for $15 for unlimited pit bowling, which includes shoes. They also have karaoke, so please come out for that. Um, who else? Um, uh, um, Oklahoma City, February the 17th. I'm Saturday the 17th. We are having our masquerade ball. So I need y'all to get out y'all, you know, y'all good gators and come out and dance and party with us. D. Chappelle's going to be spinning on the ones and twos. Um, we got um, the whole crew is going to be, we're going to be there having a good time. So um, I definitely appreciate we appreciate you guys doing that. You can get your tickets on eventbrite.com. So um, other than that, I think, um, what else am I missing? Am I missing anything else? Am I missing anything else? Oh, Kelly, I get everything. Every guest that we've had this year, 
Um, thank you. Um, we will, even though we're not having a lot, by the way, even though we're not having live shows, we will continue to be posting links. So please sign up. Also, if you haven't signed up to be on our mailing list, do that. So that way we can, we'll, you'll get the show in your inbox, um, the show link, so you don't miss any um, shows that we have, like, ever. So um, we definitely appreciate that. For anybody who uh, is looking to advertise your business, you need to see me. Uh, we can definitely work with you on a package that's going to be beneficial to get exposure to your business. Um, so that's what we are here for. So with that said, I appreciate everybody. I love each and every one of you all. Um, as uh, I think Kelly said earlier, she said one of our goal is to change a generation by raising the conversation. So. Um, we hope that we have done that, but you have learned something that either your mind has been expanded um, at some point this year through the conversation and the interaction you've had with us. So, y'all have a good night. Y'all have a good holiday, a good Christmas. Um, make sure that you do something fun. So, um, have a good night. We will see y'all later. Thank uh-huh. you.